Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good morning, how are you? I'm I'm very well, Forrest. How are you, my dear friend? I am bloody good, mate. Bloody good. <laughs> All the better for hearing your lovely voice. Oh, it's uh, a joy. It's always a this, joy. On this Sunday morning. Um, is it feeling quite early for you, Matt? Um, not too early, relatively. Enough for a Sunday. Relatively. Do you know, I, I, th- I think we, we might be joined by someone who, who is... Definitely feeling the early morning. Uh, really? Hel- okay. Hello, Daddy. <laughs> Hello, guys. I am so feeling the early morning. Yes. There's not a sun in the sky where I am right now. Uh, it is five in the morning oh. over here in Texas, United States, and it's uh, it's hey, it's a good time to be awake. Uh, early bird friends. gets the worm, right? Early yeah. bird gets the worm. That's exactly 100%, it. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's uh, yeah. First time we're joined by someone in the states. Got an American on the on the yeah. on the team. Oh yeah. So you gotta you gotta have a first time for everything. Um, I've I've definitely done podcasts with a couple people. I, I've done some with an Australian. Uh, this is now my second time uh, with someone over in the UK. So this is this is a blast. I, I love talking to people all over the world because ultimately we all just, just got a common nerdy mind of comic superheroes. <laughs> oh, mate, that, I like So, um, yeah, so you're from Unqualified Heroes. Tell us a bit about your, about your podcast, mate. Yeah, so I am actually one of two people. I'm a co-host for Unqualified Heroes. Uh, my co-host is actually on a cruise, so he couldn't join us today. Uh, jealous of him but um (laughs) unqualified heroes is primarily a comic uh podcast so we talk about marvel dc star wars primarily however we do uh we have been more expanded into just the film of the film genre so oppenheimer barbie ninja turtles uh, mission impossible all the other films have come out and we, we just talk about it Talk about everything that's going on in the world, and uh, as far as film-wise, TV-wise, and just have a blast with it. That's amazing. amazing. Oh. You've got, got to go and check their work out as well. It's some really, it's some banging podcasts uh, and some great online content as well from yourselves. That's it's great. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate that. Danny, it's amazing to have you here. So uh, this week, it is our monthly news roundup episode. So we're going to be talking about all kind of the latest news that's been coming out through DC and Marvel. Uh, We're going to be talking about primarily as well about the SAG uh, and uh, writer's strike as well that's happening in the US. It'd be really cool actually this week, because now we've got you, Danny, on as well, to get your kind of thoughts on how is it going in the US, what kind of the news coverage might be as well with the strikes. Mm -hmm. And from our perspective, so Danny, me, me and Forrest are in the creative industries in the UK as well. So we're represented by uh, a union. Well, I, I don't know, Forrest, are you part of Equity? I don't know if you are. Uh, I'm not. I'm not now. Yeah, I was, but right. yeah, yeah, no, no. So, yeah. so there's, there's, there's a, a, a UK uh, kind of equivalent to SAG-AFTRA, which is uh, Equity hmm. UK. And we're part of those unions as well. So it'd be really cool to talk about kind of what things might be happening in the UK against what's already happening in the US. And yeah, talking all things MC, MCU and DC. Yeah. Fantastic. That um, sounds awesome. 
Beautiful. So let's let's get. I reckon let's get strikes is the biggest thing, right? So 100%. let's get let's get straight into the strikes. So, um, Danny, like, uh, what from your perspective, like what? Yeah, what is the coverage like about about these strikes and how is the actor strike going down? Oh man, over here, it's it's honestly it's a little crazy. I mean, as normal people, I'm not a creative person myself. My co-host actually is. He went to a film school, but Okay. Um, uh, I, we don't really notice it, but like as podcasters who primarily do stuff on film, on TV, like you, you really notice how like crazy this actually is right now and how it can get because how, because this could actually go into 2024 of how long, uh, the strike could last. And, uh, the, the biggest thing is, is the stance that mm. people are taking it's not like something because obviously they they hold two very strong opinions of the the writers and the actors strike versus the basically the big heads of all the studios and no one's backing down and and that and for for writers and the and the actors that's a good thing because you, that's something that you, you know you could just ultimately that's your job and and you could just be like, well, I kind of, I kind of still want to work and, yeah. and, and still do so. But mm -hmm. the reason why I got to this point is because, because of the the overwork and and the the low salaries that they were getting. I believe it was reported someone on She Hulk. I don't know exactly their role, but they only got like three hundred bucks for something that they worked on. Uh, I know that there was someone on the Flash who ultimately. I mean. Basically, everyone left the Flash, but uh, for there was someone <laughs> of importance that <laughs> that had worked on the Flash. He was a writer, uh, or he was he was someone that worked on CGI, and he was like, "Oh, if it looks like if it was made in a week, it probably was." Yeah. I left the Flash because I was just being worked twelve hours a day, seven days a week, and it's just it's nuts. Uh, so it, it's really a good thing that this is happening and if mm. it means that we have to deal with delays then we got to deal with delays like there, there's there's something more important here uh but it's just it's really crazy to see because I, I, you never knew that it could actually get to this point where the strike was going to happen yeah i think it's um i think it's one of those things where it has to happen now because if it happens in the next five ten years i think ai technology is just going to go yep. be too far gone and in terms of the rights and the contracts that, you know, these actors need to kind of like hold their, you know, intellectual property. They in themselves as a human being, as a performer and, and the crew as well, the artists and visual effects artists as well. They are their own uh, intellectual properties. And I think it's it has to happen now. And I think you're right. I think, you know, for us as you know, we do these podcasts. We're all consumers as well in terms of watching the movies. We're part of that in terms of, uh, you know, going to see the movies. And if it's a case of situations of like, we need to be delayed for a little bit, you know, or even a little bit longer, like it, that's fine. It has to happen. Um, is there, I'm, I'm curious, Danny, is there quite a lot of coverage on like the news uh, channels in the US about it? Honestly, I, I, I don't think so. Mm. Granted, I don't watch the news as much Same. because it's, there's just a lot of stuff that goes on, but um, I really haven't seen it much on the news. They're more focused on the on the political side of things. Mm -hmm. However, I will say it's maybe it's just my feed because my feed is is primarily <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. film stuff. But yeah, yeah. I I have seen it a ton uh, on my feed. Um, so I I mean hopefully it's not just just on my feed and and it is on other people's, but. I, I do hope that that message is getting across, and and if it's not getting across now, I'm sure it will once those delays do. We do start to feel the effects of the delays. Granted, uh, there has been stop stop stoppages in um, filming, mm. uh, like like a Deadpool three was one of those that had just started filming and yep. then stopped. However. We still really haven't felt the effect, the effects of those. So I think once we'll start, as consumers, we'll start to the, feel mm. the effects of those to the normal person. They they probably don't even may or may not know a strike is going on. Mm -hmm. So they we're like, oh, that movie is delayed. Why it got delayed? And then like, 
there'll probably be be more coverage on news uh on mainstream news outlets and stuff like that yeah yeah I, I, that's it I, th- I think for me, what, what's what's most surprising is so two things come out of this. I think so. Bob, who heads Disney, uh, has come out and said some absolutely stupid comments. Which, but I, it's just uh, it, I, I, f- I find it very remarkable that some someone. Uh, well, I, d- I don't find it remarkable that someone in his power would say <laughs> something so stupid. Um, but I feel like at a time where actors can be, you know, the, the actors who are shouting are not all actors that we would never have heard of, right? Some of these headline actors have been in lots and lots of stuff. I mean, um, uh, yeah, in, in lots of stuff and lots of Hollywood stuff. So it really surprises me that someone like Bob would say stuff like that when actually people have a choice whether they want to do Disney stuff. And all you're doing is lend it, like, off post-strikes... They they will make the choice to go. Look, we don't want to be we don't want to be in a cahoots with an organisation that has those beliefs or have those have those thoughts. So they'll go to the likes of Netflix or they'll go to the likes of Amazon. Um, so it really surpri- it surprises me that he would come out with something so early on in the strikes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's the like, mouse attacks again. Yeah, he's like villainized himself even more. So he's gone from like being like. Like Lex Luthor, buddy. He's now just kind of doubled that up with Thanos and like Lex Luthor and combined into an ultra villain. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he, but also, it's um, you're getting a lot of actors who are. So um, there was an actress who was in Orange Is the New Black, and it fails me right now who it is. Um, and me and Sofa bit re-binging Orange Is the New Black as we speak as well. Nice. Um, but I can't remember who we, who, who's in it. But one, one, an actress and one of the actors who plays uh, one of the guards in it has come out and said how, how you know, how little they were paid, but also how, how little, um, you know, in essence, it's called... I can't remember what they call it. It's, it would be called royalties over here for they music. They call them residuals. Residuals, residuals that's yeah. it. Mm. Um, how, how, how little they get. Um, and, you know, with, with multi-billionaires like Netflix, it's outrageous that, you know, the majority of that money is going nowhere near the actors. Mm. So it is really interesting, the stories that you're hearing and from that's this. that's a really big part is now we got more we got a lot of more streaming services primarily uh disney plus is one is the newer one and uh that was that really wasn't a thing before back then it really kicked off when around COVID time Hmm. and for example scarlett johansson she's one of those a-list actors uh her movie black widow came out around that time and there was there wasn't necessarily like rules written for how people would get paid through disney plus uh like with the residuals and like how to how does income work for an actor based off viewership for a movie that's on movie tv show whatever it is that's on disney plus and she had this whole lawsuit against disney and i i I believe she finally got her pay but it took it took a while for that to happen so it's that that is a, a big a factor that goes into these streamings, the, the the strike is the streaming services. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like these big companies, you know, Disney, Amazon, Apple TV as well. All of these streaming sites have only just blown up over the last couple of years, and they've really ca- clearly capitalised on the fact that we can make lots of money for little work. And they've done. They've really just kind of just gone straight into it and not put any proper policies in place proper kind of contractual obligations and agreements with those creatives and artists out there so it does feel like this is the right time for it to happen because it could mm. you know just like we were saying earlier like it could easily just get out of hand very quickly now in terms of what i know i think they're they're they're, they're striking for various things but i think the main two is a greater base pay in terms of their uh initial fees and also kind of better residuals as well now in the UK here, so you know, so me, me and Forrest work as creatives in the U, in the UK, um, uh, and I'm I've been an equity union member for about eighteen years now, and a lot of what we kind of see in terms of like primarily, so I primarily work in theatre, but like in terms of TV and film as well, the pay rates can gradually get a little bit more increased in the UK, but it only happens every two to three years, and they're kind mm. of really minimal kind of increases, and usually with TV and screen here. 
is that you have something called buyouts. So if you're going in for like a commercial or you're going in for like a corporate gig or like a, you know, a bank advert, Stella Artois are really known for it. But when, when you kind of do these adverts, they kind of offer you a straight out buyout. And then those residuals or those royalties then don't exist. And mm. then beyond that point, they can use your face, they can use your commercial for any given point, say, if they want to like redo an advert. This has happened a lot in the UK, a lot of nostalgic adverts, like Cadbury's have done it recently over their Christmas adverts. That happened in the 80s and they've brought it back now for, for nostalgic. Those people clearly aren't getting paid. Um, so it's things like that that need, I think need to change here. But equally, it's nice to see that they're saying it now in the US because I do feel like mm-hmm. there's going to be some sort of um, impact from whatever comes in the outcome with this, with the SAG and WGA strikes. That will happen for equity as well. I feel like we'll probably go into strike action at some point, whether it's next year or within the coming months. So, we, yeah, and and with that, what was really interesting is equity released a statement uh, where they were, you know, um, massively uh, positive for the strikes in the US and 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 uh, offered their support, um, but one of the things they they specified was the fact that um, uh, in the UK because of anti-protest laws, uh, quite new anti-protest laws, um, equity wouldn't be able to do a like-for-like strike in the same way. Um, so it'll be, it's I think like say Matt, it'd be really interesting what what equity do i think they're, they're campaigning for a change in the law anyway mm-hmm. um but actually I, th- I think what other creative ways and other you know different loopholes they can find in order to in order to campaign in a way that's legal um but provide the same you know a very similar um similar action to, mm. to what's happening in the states I think what scares me the most is the AI, I think, against this all. Like, the fact that they're able to sort of generate materials. I think it was a secret invasion. We'll talk about secret invasion later. I think it's the the, the credit sequence in the beginning. That's all right. completely done all by AI. AI. Mad. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, someone, so someone at work, uh, um, uh, in the marketing team at work, right, they showed me they've got a brand new piece of software and they were showing me that they like they needed this image needed to be resized, but when they resized it, it, it like stretched out. So they wanted they needed like a larger version of the same image. So they put this image that they had into an AI piece of software, and it created the left and right parts to that picture. So you just had an you just had extra. It created extra content just based on a picture. Of, I think it was oh. a guy DJing, and it just extended the mixer, and it looked like a, a picture was there. All <laughs> it was ridiculous, and and it, like he even pointed out all the dials that it created, and it like created it, its wow. own sliders. And I was like, it's just outrageous what AI can do. That's now. Do you know that's at the quite right. beginning of the technology. This is the very right? beginning. Hundred percent. And it's and it is scary. <laughs> James Cameron says, "Like I, I warned you in Terminator." It's right? Just... <laughs> How many movies do we have to be warned about? I yeah. mean, Mission Impossible just came out. It, that that's I mean, its main uh, quote unquote villain is AI, which is yeah. it was actually a little bit too real. It was kind of scary. Uh, but like, <laughs> there's so many indicators of what AI could be used for if if it got out of hand and and this is one of those examples that they could just be these people who have worked very, very hard to get to where they are to just get replaced by AI. This, I mean, this is one of the hardest industries to move up to, like, to actually get up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and they, the thing is, with if you're getting replaced with AI, whether it's through a, a digital image and you're kind of just using, I don't know, a re- a replacement actor per se or whatever it is you're missing out on on also the heart and the personality of the actor or actress that is playing that role i mean we think of robert downey jr as iron man think of how many times he's he's just said his own lines mm. or done his own little quirks that that is not in a script so it's yeah. like you're missing these these things that make a, a movie great is is the heart and personality behind it, but you're going to replace it with AI and it's going to be just very rigid to a script mm. that now 
also has no heart because the script is written by AI probably. I mean, yeah, I know people exactly. are already gonna working on trying to work on doing that. So it's yeah. like it's just gonna all be so robotic. And could it be, I guess, decent enough to be good? Yeah, I guess. But it's like where where are we moving towards? It's not a it's not necessarily a good thing. No, I mean yeah. that's the whole point of this kind of, you know, in terms of any kind of film, TV, theater, live entertainment experience, it's all because you're watching stories that are played by human beings, right? And that's that's the one base foundational quality to anything that you see, watch, do, and entertain and moved by. We as human beings are moved by each other, right? So I, if you if you then take that away and then it's just done by AI and it's done by, you know, CGI, whatever it might be, it's just crazy. I think there was somebody on the in the picket lines were talking about that, or, you know, big companies like Disney in particular, they're looking to like employ like background actors, right? Just for like 200 bucks for a day. And then putting like Leonardo DiCaprio's face on top of that actor right. to then play those lines. And then that's, and that's how they get around with doing their stories and stuff. And it's just like so unnecessary and so ridiculous. <laughs> but like, it, it's crazy it's to think that they're doing this. They're, 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 they're really squeezing out and trying to save money to make huge, huge profits when they can just give quite easily people what they're asking for right now in terms of these strikes. they have the money for it <laughs> exactly. it's, it's not, not even like you don't have the money for it. <laughs> not, it's, not. we talk we talk about these like billionaires as if you know even if they were if even if no film sold a single like uh, you know a copy for 10 years these billionaires would still have millions after 10 years like it is the way they talk is as if one film not doing well would literally rinse them dry Just like, you, you, they could feed every family in america <laughs> it's, it's, it's absurd yeah. amounts of money and it and it is ridiculous that we we you know we're in a position where people are having to protest about getting more than you know well you know however much you said it were like three hundred dollars for a movie or whatever it was. Mm. Um, it's it's absolutely it, I just find it astounding that people are having to mm. <laughs> protest about it. I mean, I'd be I'd be um, really interested to see you know this time next month where things are in terms of negotiations and stuff. But like, yeah, dear listener, if you need to you know look at any information i'd highly recommend going on the sag after a uh, website because they've got lots and lots of information and as well if you're based in the us and stuff yeah like there's all kinds of great information out there but i'm yeah from a uk perspective like me personally 100 percent support that and in terms of what will happen here in the uk i'm really interested to see if there'll be any movement from us yeah Fantastic. Well, now it's it's half five. Is is has the sun started coming up yet, Danny? Or uh, <laughs> is there any light outside? Uh, yeah, from light post. <laughs> yeah. oh, <no. laughs> oh my god! I just have the idea that the sun. He's gonna. Danny's suddenly gonna be emerged in light by the end of the podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, at some point it'll come up. <laughs> oh. Well, f- Thanks so much, man. Um, so, uh, yeah, so move, moving on from the strikes. Um, so we've got a couple of other things uh, that have been happening. Um, actually, Danny, because you had a great uh, piece of news about Superman. So that's... Yeah, so Superman, is Superman Legacy, the first movie of James Gunn's DC. Hopefully, this actually means DC will uh, get its act together because <laughs> these movies are all all out of whack i mean flash actually just got reported that it is now the most bombed dc comic book movie in all of comic book history it bombed more than the green lantern with ryan reynolds we all know how trash that was yep it actually made less than that movie so that's uh, mad it's pretty crazy and that was even with all the paid promotion from like actors and other people they were like this is the greatest movie i've ever seen and (laughs) yeah because that was a thing wasn't it the greatest superhero movie ever like that everyone would say that (laughs) tom cruise himself even said that and i'm like oh wow tom cruise he's not even like a superhero actor if he's saying that it must be really good it wasn't that good so (laughs) as for the fractor to bomb this bad there's more stuff going on with Aquaman. So, yeah, this Superman legacy, I'm pretty excited because James Gunn, he's directed The Guardians. He's directed The Suicide Squad. Like, he he has a, a very creative mind for, for superhero films. 
And now that he's kind of like, he's not just a director, which he will be for Superman, but he's also like the CEO per se of, of DC. Um, so he's, we, we did get our Superman in David Corn Sweat, Corn Sweet, and uh, our Lois, but now he actually confirmed three more, three more actors that are going to be in Superman. And I guess going forward in his DCU, which is, um, one second, let me get that pulled up. I already lost it. Uh, Basically, uh, we got Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, and Mr. Terrific. I'm not super caught up on Mr. Terrific comic book stuff, but Mm. uh, uh, Hot Girl, sorry, I said Wonder Woman, not Wonder Woman. Hot Girl, Green Lantern, and Mr. Terrific. So Hot Girl is going to be Isabella Merced. She is going to be in the new Madam Web that is going to be through Amazon Prime, per se. Um, She was... Door the Explorer, uh, like uh, uh, she, she's been in a, in, in a couple roles, and I, there is one major one that I'm missing. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, Transformers and Instant Family. So she was in a she was in a couple different films, and she she's she's a young actress. I know, I know James Gunn has kind of wanted the the younger aged people so that way they can like yeah, grow yeah. with them to the films and mm-hmm. not look wrinkly and old when they're in the film but um, it's all right though danny because if they do look old and wrinkly they'll use ai to make them look younger so exactly right. they did so, it with harrison ford didn't they in the, uh, Indiana Jones. that is true that is true and green lantern is actually going to be nathan fillion himself who is mr uncharted uh He's cool. actually worked with James Gunn all over the place. He was in Guardians 3. He was in the Suicide Squad. Uh, I use this joke uh, multiple times in our podcast. James Gunn likes to reduce, reuse, recycle with actors. Like He'll, he'll just yeah. always bring on the same people, which it kind of makes sense. You like working with an actor. The actor likes working with you. Why yeah. not just bring him along for the next film? Yeah. Uh, so he, he does that a lot. He's Doing it again with Nathan Fillion. I do have a theory, however, that because Nathan Fillion is kind of that older guy, he is 52 years old, we do know that there's multiple Green Lanterns out in the world. Um, I don't think he'll be the main Green Lantern going forward uh, for DC. I think he's kind of just, he'll either be like a mentor to to the main one, mm-hmm. or maybe he'll die, or maybe he'll just be another Green Lantern out somewhere out there. Uh, just Nathan but, Fillion, yeah. just doing Nathan Fillion stuff. Just Literally. doing Nathan Fillion stuff. He just he just said, you know what? I like working with you. Why not just be on this movie, even though you're not the main main guy? <laughs> I love that. I love that. What, yeah. I think that's kind of the sweet spot you want as an actor, where you just got like he knows what he's good at doing. He can make people laugh. He can make quick one-liners. Doesn't need much screen time, and he'll leave a little mark in that movie. And he—it's exactly what he'll do. Like it was, yeah. It's quite obvious what, what, what kind of place he'll be at, you know, with the movie. Crazy Nathan Fillion, though. He's in it. Like he's always been this steady stream of an actor that comes through, just kind of these kind yep. of like cult superhero things. Crazy. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it, though. What? Yeah. If it's gonna. It's gonna have to be a masterpiece. And, uh, you know, James Gunn, of all people, will know that. I can't imagine how much right. James Gunn's going to be sweating once he's got reviewers in the room, mate. He is going to Oh, be. gosh. That he's is... going to be sweating bullets based off of <laughs> oh DC's previous history. It's good. Everyone's going to be watching that like a hawk. But has, it, has, he given a, has he given a role to his wife yet? Oh, not yet. I think not... he actually oh. said that she's not going to be in Superman. <laughs> I think that's Cap. Uh <laughs> We all know she surprise cameo is yeah. his wife. <laughs> my my do you know what my favorite thing would be is if he it, the whole film is like without her, but if the mid credit scene he does his like first DCU mid credit and she pops yeah, up she pops and like up. <laughs> she, and she's like yeah I told you I wasn't gonna be in it and it does like a Ryan Reynolds like Deadpool yes. style that would be that'd awesome be phenomenal yeah, it would be brilliant <laughs> That's so good. Uh, Mr. Uh, Terrific, I think, because I, I used to watch the Arrowverse, right? So I think there was a character in there as well, very briefly, that was played. Yeah. That was, was it Curtis Holt? That was then sort of right. a retired Mr. <laughs> Terrific, I think. 
But I said it's bringing that into the movies. That's quite interesting. I think, I I think this is what Marvel were quite at that MCU are at that place now where they're introducing B characters, let's say from you know comic book characters. And I think what's great about James Gunn, and this is what I think he did really well with the, his Suicide Squad, is bringing in those kind of characters that no one knows about to then make them quite you know unique in 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 kind of this you know transferring that to the screen he'll give them a story that you care about that's it get, like uh, of all these characters yeah he did it with he did it with guardians i mean who was it when guardians one first came out who was like yes guardians like no yeah, one yeah, now yeah. we now we're so like true. in love with Groot, peter quill and his story with i mean we saw nebula have one of the greatest character developments of all time uh like we got all these different characters even with suicide squad that that we cared about and those were like not even necessarily like the big the big ones so mm. going into a film such as superman legacy and and basically all his dc movies because he's the ceo or head of it um it'll be really interesting to see his story perspective of how he makes us care about characters that we've seen uh potentially like superman redundant of of all, I mean, how many Supermans have we gotten? How many Batmans have we gotten? So, like, what are you going to do that's going to actually make me care more about it or about it again? Mm, and it's yeah. it's going to be really interesting. I don't I don't uh, have any questions about him yet uh, because he's just he's just done such a great great work. But mm. it, it will be. It, I mean, I'm I'm holding on to a tightrope because, granted. Like we said multiple times, DC has just been struggling hard, and they they can't seem to get it right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it, I think we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I think it's one of those things that DC, what DC are really good at, and in terms of like comic books, they're really good at kind of having that human level to then supernatural level quite finely on that tightrope together. Where it's with MCU and Marvel comics. The, the the kind of characters maybe bar Iron Man and a few others but like they're quite like just quite far apart from each other in terms of the supernatural and human level um, so I'm 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 interested in, to see how James Gunn does that as well and in terms of our generation we're quite used to now seeing quite a like a grittier version the Snyderverse of DC that that whole thing will be gone so in terms of like yep. this kind of brighter more bold kind of like um, depiction of these characters i'm really looking forward to seeing actually mm. I'm, I'm interested once we get to his batman how that will look yeah, yeah so he's true. confirmed yeah. his first batman project as, as far as i'm aware is going to be uh batman and robin uh i can't remember what that's called uh, they've got a specific the brave and the bold yeah that's yeah. nice Raven and Bowl. So, um, really, I'm really looking forward to that. I think that'd be that'd be brilliant, and it's a good idea to bring in the Robin part to that because actually, Batman, Batman and Robin is a much brighter side right. to the Batman. Um, so, actually, I'm really looking forward to that and seeing the different films. I just hope he doesn't touch Flash with a barge pole ever, ever. Hate the character, hate the things. I just there's so many better characters out there. Let's never just never do Flash. That doesn't matter who it is. Never do it, please. <laughs> Detest Flash. <laughs> I can a, run. That's fast. a hot take. That really that's is. a hot take. I I love it. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. It, it, for me, for me, he, Flash is, hasn't really got. It's not a superpower. It's more like a super ability. <laughs> Like it's, it, I don't. There's not a powerful there. He can just run for lovely, lovely job, lovely fancy. It's like a little sidekick. He is the Robin, basically, to someone's Batman. He can oh just run gosh. fast. I love that. <laughs> just what he, a take. He'll be just running around you, running around you. <laughs> yeah, oh, all right. I'll, I'll carry on with the fighting, and you just, you just pretend you do. You and Ant Man just chill out with each other. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That is a that hot take, take. That take has to be posted on social media. Yeah. That, that was phenomenal. Everyone fucking raging. Oh god, are we trending on Twitter? How dare you? Flash is king. <laughs> Hold up. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, I tell you uh, what, speaking of bad DC movies, let's talk about Aquaman 2. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Is that even on the layer of bad at this like, I mean, <laughs> This could Gosh. I mean this could break all the records in terms of it, you know, being the worst movie coming out. It could break right. that one. We just Flash just broke the record of worst gross DC the comic book movie of history. What is Aquaman going to make? Oh that has gosh. zero, zero, like, joy of someone wanting to see that movie. That is so I, you would right. Have to, you would have to pay me to see the movie <laughs> from how bad it is. I mean, I, I, like, granted, I haven't seen the movie. It just finished its third test, multiple, uh, its third reshoot of the movie because mm. it's, it's gone through so That's many crazy. Uh, just complications with... Um, Amber Heard as Mara. They're like, do we keep her? Do we not keep her? Do we just shorten her stuff? I don't really know what's going on there. Um, it's just been all over the place. And the first test screening they've had, I believe they've had like five test screenings already, but uh, just because of all these reshoots. But the first test screening they had, apparently it was so bad that people walked out mid-theater. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that in a test oh, screening of people what? walking out of a theater. Why? So, why has James just not cancelled it by now? Like, right. surely one make of it his, a tax write-off. You will make tax. more money yeah. making it a tax write-off yeah. than releasing in theaters. You're gonna lose so much more money. You could be you. Uh, this money that you're losing, you could pay to those actors that are striking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna lose so much money. You could pay those actors. <laughs> could, you, could you? Could you imagine? That's how they settle it. They're like, what movie do we not need? Oh, Aquaman yeah. 2. That's a three-year reshoot. Oh, we're, we're, we're spoiling money. Cancel it. Let's give that money to them. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's, it, uh, it's got to be cancelled, right? It's going to be like a last-minute, like, either that or it will be the only it will be the only film for years that goes uh, outside of COVID that goes straight to streaming. They won't even yeah. bother with cinema release. Uh, it'll probably have, I like, mean... a week on cinema and then it'll go straight to, like, digital release. Like, it's, it's short, it's wrong. Uh, that's going to be so bad. It's just don't release it. Just why? What is the what is the point in releasing this movie? You know, it's not going to do well. You know, people are just going to hate you more. Yeah. You know, like you're going to lose money. There's no benefit into releasing this yeah. movie. And I kind of feel bad for Jason Momoa because I mean, yeah. he's a great actor. Like yeah. no qualms with him. So it's like. It just sucks. Yeah. You know what they'll do? They'll go. The, the reason why they're releasing all the uh, Superman cast now is because James will go. Oh well, guys, if you go, you get to see the teaser trailer of Superman just before <laughs> the film. So go and have a look at that, and then, <laughs> go and spend oh, twenty yeah. quid on a ticket <laughs> so you can watch <laughs> a trailer for another film you're looking forward to. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's going to be awful. It's brutal. I feel um, like I feel like so I think Amber Heard is still apparently she hasn't been recast so I, I they've either written right. her out completely or yeah like minimized her to like two minutes on screen if that but like uh, yeah I feel really bad for Jason Momoa I feel really bad for the movie I feel really bad for it as a kind of it had the potential when it first came out I think it had the potential for it to being 
quite interesting, something very different, you know, a nautical kind of feel to a superhero. It's something that we that's quite unique. And Aquaman is a well-known enough established comic book, you know, superhero that could be translated quite well to the screen. Jason Momoa was a great casting originally, and I think it's such an unfortunate situation that he's in now. Like even even his you know input in the end the credit sequence for the Flash, it's like why like what like, what's that about? Like it just doesn't make any sense. It's there's zero point in putting zero. that post credit scene there. Yeah, just for him to see him drunk there. Uh, but it's it's really just crazy to think because the first it's not even like the first movie was bad it was actually pretty good i enjoyed the first aquaman yeah. film so for for it to be just like i don't know for it to go through the issues that it's going through mm-hmm. for it to be as bad as these test screeners are saying which once again i don't know how you get into a test screen I, like I, sign me up i don't know how do you get into a test screen? But these test screeners literally just walking out of the theater because and like hating on it so bad. It's like, wow, like mm-hmm. what happened between the first film and the, and the second film for it to do that? Mm-hmm. It's, made, it's made up of Marvel fanatics. They were always going to leave. They were like, let's all go in, walk out, make a scene. <laughs> <laughs> James is not making DC better. <laughs> we're getting it. <laughs> If he leaves us, we leave him. A, it's just a room full of Henry Cavill fans. Just like, no, it's not the same, man. Snyderverse. All it's the not the Snyder yeah. Cut. <laughs> Where is the Snyder Cut? <laughs> oh, talk, um, talking about Snyder Cut, it's the next thing we should talk about, Danny, because apparently, uh, and you'll know because you've seen both Barbie and Oppenheimer, but apparently in Barbie, uh, there is a Zyder, uh, um I don't know what you'd call it, a little bit a of a reference. Right, yeah, yeah. There you go. So, reference. That's the word. <laughs> so, I mean, Snyder Cut is making its way all over the place. It was in another uh, film or show. Can't remember which one it was. Uh, I do know that it was also in New Girl, which is like the sitcom show that's on Hulu. Uh, and now here. Now we got the Snyder Cut on Barbie. So... People still making jabs at it, and it's not even like a, a comic book movie, and it's still it's still bringing it up, which is it's pretty funny because it, it it just goes to show, like, how crazy these people are of these like Snyder Cut fans. Um, yeah, it's just really interesting to see. It goes to show, doesn't it? Like in terms of how vocal like fandom is in comic books you know you know superhero movies as well through dc and sort of mcu as well like it's insane and how divisive is it it is i I wonder if you felt as well in terms of being like a podcast content creator like when you like share a little opinion sometimes there could be it could be like pushback (laughs) immediately on a post like it's crazy People, people will die on a hill based off their their opinion that they have for. It's so funny because like we all love the same stuff, <laughs> so yeah. it's like it's not even like we don't love, we don't like we all love comic book stuff, but we have like there's differing opinions on within that realm, and, and people will, will come after you based off those opinions. <laughs> Which is why on social media, I think Flash is brilliant. <laughs> 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 Let's go with that. I'll be tweeting how good Flash is later. Just like, <laughs> only joking. Best comic book movie I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, 100%. 100%. Um, but do you, do you know what will just, just dawn on me? So, we, cause, um, so you've seen Oppenheimer and Barbie. Uh, so it'll be good to get your thoughts on, on those, uh, Danny. We, me and Matt are yet to see either of them. Um, but oh, it's quite quite interesting because what's just dawned on me is that actually, um, it, because there's been such a big marketing drive for both films, and like soon like social media like seemed to make kind of memes based on both of them coming out, and then the marketing teams for both films have gone fuck yeah, we'll use a bit of that, thank you very much, <laughs> uh, and just absolutely you know ran onto that. But but I suppose what's interesting is actually from a actors and a writer's perspective they they are thinking well with the strikes going on at the moment 
the the these uh, film distributors are want these films to do as well as they can do because they know for the next however long we might not have this moment again because there won't be as many yeah. big film releases or so so it's quite interesting isn't it that we're we're all going to go and see these films but actually from a you know certainly for us Matt being yeah. in the creative industries part of you is like well actually. I, do I want to go and see those films and do I want to invest money into those films when the money is going to go to the very people who, you know, their strikes against, basically. It's quite, it's quite interesting. That's a really, really good point because, like, do, as a, as a whole, do, like, consumers for, for cinema care enough about the fact that you'll, you'll have AI as these actors, you know, going forward or the intellectual property won't be, you know, to the actors, you'll have AI left right and center in your cinema you know for scripts and all that kind of stuff do they actually generally care i don't know because you know obviously i'm in a certain you know boat with this kind of thing but like i'm interested to know yeah like would what do you think do you think that they would kind of go boycott cinemas in solidarity for the for the strikes i don't know i think you know if you've got a if you've got a popular enough spokesperson so if margot robbie for instance with the fan base that margot robbie's got came out and said this is disgusting you need to take notice of this so it's all about you know the average joe is only ever going to be listening to right. someone that they associate with right so if if we're getting you know secondary characters as much as the orange is the new black article was really interesting for me for the majority of people for those, those two actors who haven't really appeared in in much else they're not gonna they're not gonna change the waves where, whereas you know, in Mar- your Margot Robbie's, your you know, Hiddle- your Tom Hiddleston's, your um, who's um, Spider Man? Who's the other Tom? I'm thinking. Tom of? Holland. Tom Holland. That's it. Tom Holland come. If Tom Holland came out and went, this is disgusting. You need to take notice of this. Hmm. I can imagine a genuine boycott could happen. Well, that's what they're they're calling for. So Michael Rappaport, um only a few days on Twitter, called out the likes of um, George Clooney. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, those are the kind of actors that are having these meetings and have like personal relationship with the big wigs up at Disney, Amazon, whoever, Apple, whoever, you know, you know, the big companies out there. Those are the actors that are in those people's pockets. And they're calling, you know, he was calling them out to go, look, you're the people that need to be in the picket lines. You're the people that need to be saying, you know, yes to the strikes and all that, because that will then make the change happen quicker. And I think what you're saying for us is exactly that. I think we do need the biggest spokespeople out there in Hollywood to, to represent it. Because you've even got people like Tom Cruise who were trying to bypass it in order to go to their uh, premieres and stuff. There was a news, the whole thing about Tom Cruise was disappointed that he couldn't market Mission. I'm like, Tom, come on, you're one of the biggest <laughs> people and you're, at, you're you just trashed on the whole industry by going, oh, well, you know, I really want to make sure my film's popular. I mean, hey man, when you when you jump off a cliff with a motorcycle thirty six times to get a right take, sometimes you just gotta do what's best for you. <laughs> it is, Tom Cruise is a different specimen of person. There I've is. already I've already made up my mind that if there's anyone on this world that's a squirrel, it's Tom Cruise because this man does not care if he lives or dies. That's so true. <laughs> Why? Why care about anyone else if you can't care about your own life? <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but but Danny, so tell tell us your thoughts about both both films. Be interesting. Oh, okay. Both of these films are are very very great. Um, if you weren't in Oppenheimer, you were in Barbie because it seems like both these casts are low key stacked. And I was like, okay. None of these people were in Oppenheimer, so they had to clearly be in Barbie. And it's funny that they both came at the same time. And it's a win-win for the studios because originally you're like, oh, one of them has to move. So, like, we can both make money. But then none of them budged. And then the uh, the, the fandom was just like, let's just make it a win-win for both of them. And let's go see both of them. And Barbenheimer happened. It was created. And now it's like, okay, cool. None of us have to move. So... Uh, granted, Oppenheimer is PG-13, so it will make less money. That's usually just the case with... I mean, I mean, sorry, Oppenheimer's R, Barbie's PG-13, so automatically Oppenheimer is usually going to make less money. Our, our movies usually do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barbie has already made like twice the money Oppenheimer has uh, just in the first couple days of being released. 
But both of these films are drastically different films. I didn't see them in the same day. I saw them two days apart. I saw one on Thursday, one on uh, Saturday. But drastically different different movies. Uh, Oppenheimer, very, very serious tone. The But it was... It's a cinematic masterpiece. Like, mm. like it was cinema. I the last movie I saw that I could probably say that was uh, the second Top Gun. Uh, but even before that, I can't remember a film that was like literally cinema. This had zero CGI shots. Crazy that mm. now we're like back then, if you had CGI, like you were you were the bomb. Now it's like you don't have CGI. Like okay, now you're actually cool. So yeah. uh, just seeing the shots that that uh christopher nolan had in this movie and the the work the actors put in all the act cast the casting was really great uh i mean this dude made a bomb like uh, in real life made a bomb because he didn't want to use cgi for the film like that's unbelievable uh but it it had some cool things like there was black and white footage and there was also uh colored footage to depict like a subjective versus objective point of view. Like it was okay. really cool. Christopher wow. Nolan loves to go the extra mile just mm. doing weird stuff. Inception, mm. Interstellar, all these other films that, that he's had. Tenet, I still don't understand Tenet because it's just too out of my mind. But uh, it's just a very great film. I will say you do have to very much pay attention to, to the movie. One, they talk kind of quietly. I kind of need subtitles. I have to watch it again. Uh, like there's just a little too like softness in mm. some people's voices mm. um but too it's just you really have to pay attention there was a couple times where i would say i know some people walked out of the day they're like i don't even know what happened i understood what happened granted i have some historical context but uh as most people should but, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it was like you really have to dive in because Christopher Nolan is just such a like abstract type of director that mm. sometimes you could you could lose uh, what he's trying to depict. So yeah. try not to have alcohol in your system when you're watching it. <laughs> but uh, well, don't, as don't. for Barbie, take as much alcohol as you want to. <laughs> this this movie was like absolute blast. It was really funny. Uh, the casting once again did great. Margot Robbie, uh, Ryan Gosling. He actually did way better as Ken than I would I would think that he would because he's kind of old but uh it was it was really it was a really cool thing to see barbie land that they did it was like so toy like it was awesome uh (laughs) like they were taking a shower like drinking coffee or whatever but there was there was like no water coming down there was no liquid in the coffee like it was like they were just (laughs) pretending to drink it like like an actual toy that you would do you know when someone's playing with barbie so it was actually really cool to see this this toy land that they built uh, and all this pink that they use and causing a pink shortage. But uh, it was like, it was just really interesting to see. I do I think it was very fun. It is not for kids. Like it's PG-13 oh, really? for a reason. <laughs> like, I was, like, I was like, why would they make Barbie? How is that not a kid's movie? And then I saw it like, oh, that's why it's not a kid's movie. There was, <laughs> there was a lot of like, uh, I don't know, sexual elements to it. There was like here and there and like, there's a bunch of different jokes. I'm like, yep, that's not a that's not a kid's joke. But <laughs> hey, to each their own. Um, I will say this: this does it. You you're either gonna hate it as a male, or you're gonna like kind of enjoy it as a male. Mm. Uh, mainly because it does it does push a message. Of, it, it pushes multiple messages. One just being like the like everyone is is important is is special whether you're old you're you're young you're big you're skinny whatever it is and 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 that's great and Mm. also pushes they they also push it as i guess this quote-unquote feminist uh i guess message um and and there's different levels to that as there's different levels to everything there's different levels Mm. of of Mm. politics there's different levels of everything uh some people may feel as if this movie had a little bit too much high of a level of of a like a, a feminist push mm. um mm. I, i'm not quite sure i'm still kind of sitting on it i knew it was gonna have that and, and i still i still very much enjoy the movie i do think that there there may or may not have been too much i'm still kind of like sitting on it. i was like am i supposed to like feel like a terrible person because i watched this movie? like i wasn't sure because it, it did kind of like 
it did kind of like rat on 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 like males mm. but uh, but like I, I don't i don't know like to what extent like it was trying to to do that so i'm mm. not sure how i was supposed to feel some people might be like oh this person this thing is like anti-male maybe it is i don't really know i'm just i'm just someone who loves movies uh but i still i still very much enjoyed it, it, it it's really just gonna depend on your opinion but i do think as the majority uh, uh, for females, which I guess is the primary audience, you're going to love this movie. I think um, with what's really nice about both these movies is that they are polar opposite to each other. And they've both been able to sort of capitalize on marketing each other's movies, you know, simultaneously. And I think it's one of this is one of those things, you know, if you're a movie goer and you're a movie lover you've got to experience you know simultaneously you know in, you know within, within a couple of days with each other or either on the same day you know seeing both movies because they're so different and like so different uh, christopher nolan's one of my favorite directors if not my favorite yep. director and i think in terms of like what he does in terms of you know cinematic experience it's it's you cannot compare it to anybody else and it's so unique um, so like yeah I'm really really excited to see both movies I intend to go and see both at some point um, and hopefully on this on the same day and I've never done that before so I'd like this to be the first um, it's it's so cool watching them like in a short period yeah. of time with each other because one is just like this I don't know happy like choreography filled with pink and dancing and the it. other one's like bomb death <laughs> <laughs> so crazy i think it kind of gives off my personality brilliant i love dark like gritty stuff really real stories but i also am a musical fan as well i love musicals i love big bright colors so it's kind of i'm gonna get this kind of like every every part of me is going to be fulfilled right. with those two movies um yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, I can't wait. I'm seeing Oppenheimer, so I'm uh, next week. I'm losing my IMAX virginity. I've never Whoa, been to the yes. IMAX. Yes, um, watch Oppenheimer in the biggest <laughs> screen possible. I, you I can see it. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I was like, if if I am splashed in the cash for any film, it is Oppenheimer to see the 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 big. Yeah, it's got to be. That's going to be incredible. I be ultra. I'm, I, can't, I can't wait. <laughs> I, I want it to blow my little socks off. Yeah, uh, it would nice, do. Huh? It'll, be, it'll be great. Um, but yeah, Barbie, I still haven't booked for. Uh, I don't, I don't, if, it, I, I don't know. I can't go on my own. That's for sure. That's <laughs> yeah, you can't, go on, you can't you can. go on your own. You have to go with at least one other guy. <laughs> I love that. At least one other dude. Another yeah. dude. Yeah, two, dudes. Other dude. <laughs> two dudes. Okay. If it's two dudes, it's okay. But if it's just one, it doesn't work. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I'm seeing, but I might wait Might wait for Balby to come onto the streaming service. I'll watch it that way. Um, but the, but what, is, what is so good about the marketing for Barbie is that... I, so I went into... Um, uh, I went into town yesterday, and just everyone, like so many people, wearing pink, and I and and I, it completely escaped me about Barbie. Like I think I was having lunch uh, during work, and I was like, and I was just like, I've just seen about ten people wearing pink, which you know isn't unusual, but it it was <laughs> they were quite. It was I was just like, this is a lot, and then I saw this whole group of girls wearing pink, and I was like, ah, yes, Barbie. <laughs> And it, but it's genius. It's just a level right. of marketing. It's so like you're getting people to dress up, coming in, drink, uh, dressing in pink. Like it's it is an ama- It's amazing. And I think you know I said earlier about the strikes and the money, where the money's going. But actually, getting people in the cinema is great because cinemas don't have the money. Like, and we are in a we are in a state where we cinemas could disappear if we're not careful. You know, within the next few years, yeah, uh, and and that's the last thing we want. Watching film at home is great, but it is no replacement for hearing it, like seeing it on the big screen and listening. Like I, I'm a massive advocate for cinemas, and mm. that's the last thing I want to see go. So actually, you know, go go and watch the film, but but it's amazing because not all of the film sales, none of the money goes to the cinemas. It's purely from popcorn and pick a mix and all the you know. Ex- massively costly stuff. I'm assuming that's the same in the States, is it, Danny? 
Cinema, uh, the, so. the, the snacks and stuff. So just yeah. the yeah cinema yeah. The, oh the, right the, yeah. yeah the All the money basically goes to goes to the the films and and whatever they decide how to the, they decide to allocate mm. that. Uh, the movies just make money based off uh, popcorn, yeah. all that other stuff. Is it yes. really expensive or is it? It depends on the theater you're going to. Right, 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 right. And I would probably also say it depends on the state that you're in. Uh, some states that are more expensive probably gonna have more expensive tickets, more expensive popcorn, stuff like that. Okay. I've seen I've seen popcorn, large popcorn buckets ranging from seven dollars to fifteen dollars. So it it really does just just depends on where you're at. Fifteen dollars would be like seventeen, eighteen quid, wouldn't they? Yeah, over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah, somewhere around there. That's insane. So it, it's expensive. Oh, I've seen movie tickets from Jesus. five dollars to, I mean, for a render for a regular showing, not IMAX on anything. I've seen them from five to to thirteen. So I mean, it oh. it can get expensive. It can get cheap. The, what, where you at? One thing that I want to try that I know America has in cinemas that we don't is uh is it called butter corn where you put like it's got actual like you don't just have popcorn you have like you put like a lit like i don't know if it's but it can't be actual butter i'm assuming it's like and we're talking like butter yeah. like butter on the popcorn like yeah you kind of like, you actually like butter the, the corn right you put stuff on it yeah, yeah i mean it's i mean it's 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 like fake butter but it's, <laughs> uh, yeah 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 that's what I thought. Because we don't, we don't know. You just we have, have dry that. popcorn here. We it's just have dry, dry popcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. unflavored popcorn. Yeah, wow, yeah. Wow. Well, it's it's flavor. Yeah, it tastes like well, sort of sweet, salty, or but yeah, we don't have the this fake fake bar. Because yeah, if you put actual bar, I could have Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm like, oh, but yeah, I don't know what it is you put on it in the oh. states, but I'll I'll right. want me some yeah. of that. It's like this. It's like this liquid butter that they put on there and you click a button and you just move your popcorn around and it's just all buttered and wow. oh yeah it's phenomenal that's the best I, thing ever i need to and it well has it got different flavors or is it just one thing you can have different flavors uh not all theaters uh, have the option for different ones but usually it's just the standard buttered flavor but th- but there are other options as well we gotta catch up man we gotta man. get this in the uk it's ridiculous yeah. bring it over let's have that let's <laughs> we're have just like we're coming out hi what do you want oh you can have either salted <laughs> or sweet can i have both <laughs> oh really you know it's, it's such a chore to put two in one as well like it's it's ridiculous <laughs> There's a reason why they say America is like obese and stuff. Uh, oh, uh, trust, <laughs> trust, trust me, Danny. The, my my physique, my physique wouldn't 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 mind how big I'd be. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not much better over here. Um, but yeah, it does surprise. It genuinely surprises me because we haven't got that. And another thing I want to try that we haven't got uh, is a corn dog. Yeah, oh, corn dogs. We don't Classic have corn American dogs. Fruit. We don't have that, and I'm very surprised they haven't come over. Mm-hmm. Very surprised. But got everything well, else. <laughs> all our food is like fake, so I mean, <laughs> I don't, you can try it, but you don't want to be around it that often. <laughs> have, you, have you been over to the UK ever before, Danny? Or? I've not been to the UK. I've been oh. to to Germany, Italy. I've been to like more of the European states, but I have not been to the UK yet. Oh. I, I do plan that. It is on my bucket list. Just mm. not yet. Yeah, right. nice. you let us know when you're coming down. We'll, we'll meet up. Yeah, sounds good. Definitely. Sounds we'll go, good. Go, we'll go and see a movie. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you can have I'm, our I'm gonna popcorn. ask for buttered popcorn over there. Like, what the hell is this guy talking? <laughs> <laughs> they were like mind blown. <laughs> what? <laughs> we could have been doing this the whole time. <laughs> uh, right. Well, this has been incredible, Danny. We need your thoughts, mate, because oh, next yeah. week is our first wild card movie. So we do kind of like every now and then we go out of the phase four, you know, reviewing all the MCU stuff. Um, and we just Ooh. do a few weeks of kind of, yeah, wild card movies. Any movie, it kind of, it can't be superhero related um, for this for this bout of movies that we're going to look at. But is there one movie that you would like us to review next week? Ooh, and it can't be in theaters. No, not in theaters. So not one that we theaters. can okay. like ease. 
yeah, easily watch. Like it can be an old film, or it can yeah. be more modern, whatever, you, whatever you found. This is, we, by the way, we're massively surprising Danny with this. By the way, I we know, have yeah, not, yeah, yeah, we, we did not warn Danny about this. <laughs> yeah, podcast, I was like, so. oh my gosh, so many movies are like, <laughs> yeah. going through my head. Like, all <laughs> the movies, <laughs> just going through. I'm like, uh, oh my gosh. Well, since Christopher Nolan is now out with with. Uh, Oppenheimer. I'm gonna bring up more uh, another Christopher Nolan film, and I'm gonna say either Interstellar or Inception. And th- those are some Ooh. of my favorite movies of all time. I, I actually very much love those two films. Uh, you can, you guys can choose. That's a of great the two, show. But those are those are two just phenomenal films that Christopher Nolan has has directed. So I. I would say those are those are two two good ones. Oh my gosh, that is that has literally got me so <laughs> excited, mate. That, that is, is a brilliant show. That's amazing. So Inception yeah. or Interstellar? So which Ooh. which one we're gonna do, Matt? I don't know. Let's we'll have, we have to find out, dear listener, next week. Surprise! Be, we'll surprise we'll everybody. Find out. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's, uh, I'm excited. But thank you so much for that, Danny. That's amazing. Great show. Um, and uh, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Hopefully we can have both of you on at some point uh, for Unqualified Heroes, uh, bring you back on again. For sure. Thank you. Uh, we, I very much appreciate it. I know he's, I'm sure, well, I was going to say he's probably sad he's not on, but I doubt he said he's on a cruise. Uh, the sun is finally starting to somewhat come up. Amazing. It is a great day. I didn't, I wasn't sure the sun would ever come up again. Uh, <laughs> but I am just very honored to be on this show. I, like, you guys have some phenomenal work. Like, you really have great stuff, which is why I was just so excited to, to be on here. Um, I, I hopefully one day in the future could come back or you guys could come on to our show. However, 100%. it is, uh, you guys just are an absolute blast. So the honor is all mine. I very much appreciate oh, it. Cheers, mate. Once, once I've been cancelled because of the flash comments, <laughs> maybe you can fill in for me. Mate. Yeah, we'll, see. <laughs> we'll need a new co-host in a few weeks. I think. <laughs> like, what happened to, to your co-host? Ah. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks so much. Uh, and we'll, we'll see you next week for a Christopher Nolan special. Can't Whoa. wait. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Cool. Whoa. See you later. Bye. Bye bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be a Hero podcast. If you have any comments, feedback, or any thoughts, Email us at don't be a hero podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be a Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be a Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.